Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hi, welcome. It's another grab bag episode. Love it. Because there's no big stories. I kept thinking, am I forgetting something that happened this week? But there really wasn't. Are we going to talk about Richard Belzer? I love Richard Belzer. I'm a big SVU fan. But he wasn't just on SVU. He played his role of Detective Munch on 10 different TV shows. I know. The Wire. He was on The Wire. He was not. I think he was. You're kidding me. I feel like I saw that yesterday. I I thought it was just network TV. Like cuz that's Baltimore. No, maybe I'm wrong. That would be crazy if he was on. If, I thought I saw The it, Wire, I and I was like, think, "Was he?" I don't think that's true, but that's very funny. Look, let's just make it true. <laughs> don't look it up. Folks. I would have remembered that because I just watched The Wire. Okay, maybe I did see that yesterday, but they, that person could be wrong. But he was on the X Files. He was. Yes. I can't believe those shows were even on at the same time. I'm telling you, the extended Detective Munch universe is very broad well and also he's just a cool dude beyond being on playing detective monk i mean he's a comedian too he started as a cool guy yeah he started out as a comic and right and his most famous role that he played the longest was detective munch anyway rest in peace richard balzer I'm very sad about this. I also saw that he wore sunglasses because he has sensitive eyes. It wasn't to be cool. Well, he looked cool. Uh, and I was like, that's like me. We have so much in common. <laughs> he lived yeah. in the south of France, too. Did you know that? Yeah. And did you know what his final words were? I did see that. Do you want to say it? I don't remember exactly what they were, but it was like, fuck you, motherfucker, or yeah. something. Yeah. Something along those lines. What a I, way to go out. I honestly, when I saw that, I was like, we all got to plan our what we want our final words are because we might have a moment before we go to say them, and maybe you want to have something ready to go. And like, I, I, I yeah. like that you're mad at the end. It's like fucking fuck. <laughs> like I knew this was coming, but this is bullshit. But what was he saying it about? Do I don't know because we don't really know what his illness was. Um, you know, it's sad. It's really sad. Um, okay, so into less sad news, but but um, this is a very weird story, so I do feel like I don't have a good segue here, <laughs> so forgive me. <laughs> okay. Because I completely forgot about uh, Belzer, um, which was probably what I was like, what was the news story yesterday that yeah. broke? Um, a German ballet director, this is from Huffington Post, issued a public apology on Tuesday for smearing dog feces on the face of a critic whose reviews he had taken exception to. Now, this is a story that happened last week. This guy got pissed about a review and he threw shit on the person. This is outrageous. It's really disgusting. And to be honest, if he did that to me, he'd probably be dead and I'd be in jail. <laughs> like, I don't, that would like freak, that would like enrage me so 
extreme. Like I'd be extremely enraged if this someone did that to me. Unacceptable. So he got us suspended at his post as ballet chief at the Hanover State Opera following the incident. It's also not very graceful. It's very it's like this is not art. This is <laughs> like, if you're in ballet, you need to be like more ballet esque. Ballet ballerinas don't throw shit on people. Like I said, not very graceful. <laughs> yeah. So he approached this critic, Webka Hooster, during the interval at a premiere at the Opera House on Saturday and asked what she was doing there. Uh, then he apparently felt provoked by this review that she had of a production he staged, and he threatened to ban her from the ballet, accused her of being irresponsible, and people and the cause for why people were canceling their season tickets. He then pulled out a paper bag with the feces in it and smeared her face with it. That's <gasps> really extreme. So this was like a plan. What was yeah. he doing with a paper bag full of dog shit? Well, it's like that... Um, episode we did where someone left the feces in a bag on the doorstep right with a smiley face on it yeah the horse poop <laughs> the horse poop oh it was horse poop yeah uh yeah first of all please seek help if you're if you have a plan that involves you carrying around a bag of shit please <laughs> you know some that's when you have to say to yourself what am i doing you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's nothing, nothing good is coming of this. So he did um, issue an apology for his overreaction. Uh, but what? he does think that certain media need to rethink <laughs> their destructful and um, destructive and hurtful reporting that damages the cultural sec- sector. He's not very cultural, in my opinion. This, um, this was this lacks a lot of culture. I just, look, we've all gotten, or people have gotten, like a lot of people get bad reviews and they can feel hurt. You can be hurt by them. You can be annoyed by them. You can feel like the person is wrong. Yeah. But you don't throw shit on them. No. That's her job, is, to, is to be a critic. Find another thing to do if you want to, like, you know, go after her in some way. Do it in, like, well, how, why is she saying this? Like, bring your evidence of why she's wrong or... Show other reviews. Like if you must do something, I would recommend just ignoring bad reviews or taking something from them if you feel like they have good complaints. Right. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Speaking of shit. Great. <laughs> see, I had a better segue for this one. Yeah. Because I planned this. Um, six, six doctors swallowed Lego heads for science. Um, this story is interesting. It's from NPR. It has an editor's note. This up. Ep- this, I guess this is an episode of the show, but this is also the story related to it. This contains frequent and mildly graphic mentions of poop. That's what the article says? Yeah. Thank you. But on this show, we never need a poop warning. <laughs> How many days? Where's the whiteboard? Uh, yeah. So this doctor um, said like in his childhood, he had also swallowed a Lego piece or two. Um, he said, according to him, Andy Tank, Andy Tag, I thought, well, just put it in your mouth and try and get it between your teeth. The next thing you know, the head went down the hatch. I'm sorry. What what is this? What is he? He's there. These doctors are trying to figure out what happens to Legos pieces that kids swallow. So like, there, is it a is it a cause for concern, or will you just shit it out eventually? So are they swallowing these? They are swallowing. He's like a lot of pa- parents get anxious about this when a kid swallows one of these Lego pieces, and he said, "But there's nothing to worry about. They will simply pass the object through their stool within a day or so." So, 
But the doctors wanted to make sure this is accurate. So the doctors themselves swallowed um, Lego pieces, particularly like the heads, those little round yellow heads, Yeah, you know, with a face on them. Yeah. (laughs) And they were like, let's see um, what came out. They published the results. Each of them swallowed a Lego head. And they they looked to see how long it took um, the head to pass through and come out in their sheds. <laughs> they started a chart, and they had all these other like criteria, like had they had previous surgeries, et cetera. Did they have an inability to to ingest these objects or digest them? So yeah, they did figure out um, outside of things that are truly hazardous, like button batteries. Those little batteries, you gotta, you can't swallow those. Right. Those will not pass. Those are incredibly uh, dangerous. These pe- these pieces will eventually come out. So parents, you don't have to worry anymore. Let your kids swallow pieces <laughs> in peace. The doctors did the work for you. Don't traumatize these kids. Wait, I always see this. Did you see this um, gallery of pets that got stung by bees? Oh, I don't like those pictures. It's really sad. But there's this one cat. I know. I've seen it. <laughs> that cat, because I didn't, because I've seen cats who have things like that, like they have skin cancer or whatever, and they're fine. But it, uh, that red nose is crazy. And all of the pets have extremely uh, sad faces. I think pets know when they're kind of like, I look humiliated. I'm humiliated. Well, like, don't take a photo of me now. Especially cats. Cats get embarrassed very easily. Yeah. Okay. Someone sent me this story Somewhere it might have been in our Discord, and then I realized that it was really old, but oh. I still want to comment on it. What is it? It is a truck spill that oh. happened in Yorkshire. I saw this. That was mashed potatoes. Okay, I wanted to talk about this. Okay, and I'm glad you also saw this. Where is this from? British newspaper, Independent, the Independent. UK. Okay, do we think a mashed potato spill is funnier than an Alfredo sauce spill? Here's why I do, because it's literally mashed potatoes on the road. Because <laughs> remember, we were like, oh, it's just jars of Alfredo sauce. No, but there was Alfredo that was- It had, broke. It, it had painted the road. A little it bit. It looks similar to the mashed potatoes. This is more extreme, though. You don't think this is more extreme? <laughs> like this Let's road, compare. Let's This compare. road is like covered with mashed potatoes, and there's tire tracks in it, and it's everywhere. Now- if this had happened at the same time as a gravy truck spill, mm. that would definitely add to it. Because Alfredo came out around the same time as tomatoes. Look at the Alfredo spill. You're you're mistaken. It's just as extreme. Oh. Okay, that is more extreme than I remembered. It's very similar looking. They look very similar, but it but it's a new, it's a di- different texture we got going on here. Yeah, because the-, the potatoes, they really the tracks really <laughs> go th- cut through that thick <laughs> mashed potatoes. So, I mean, I guess I feel like they're pretty on 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 the same level. It's the, I just love potatoes. I do too. It is the first um it's like the it's the closest to being as funny as Alfredo. Absolutely. Um so there's another food story we got Someone sent this, I think I could have done this last week, but I completely forgot. So I'm going to do it this week. This is about the man who stole 200,000 Cadbury cream eggs. Right. Can you imagine? What's he going to do with those? I mean, I love them. They're disgusting, but I I can't help it. Yeah. I have to have at least one of those cum eggs per year. (laughs) I always want to have just one though. They have, yeah, they have like caramel ones now that are also pretty good. I like the smaller ones, but, um... 
Yeah, I, I love the Cadbury cream egg. I've been obsessed with them since I was a kid, but it's like not something you can eat a ton, ton of. Like it is like a one-time deal. Um, so what is he trying to do with 200,000 of them? So this man stole 200,000 Cadbury cream eggs. This is from the BBC. This caused a police panic about Easter because everyone's like, well, we need these for Easter. Right. Where the hell are they going? Right. He has been convicted in court. <gasps> he already got convicted. His name is Joby Poole. He was surrounded by a mountain of um, <laughs> Cadbury cream eggs when police caught him at the <laughs> over the weekend. He recognized he was um, foiled. <laughs> uh. He surrendered to the officers with his hands up. And, oh, he is due to be sentenced in Crown Court next month. So I guess he pled guilty immediately. He's 32 years old. He stole a lorry. I don't know what the fuck that is. Is that like a van or a truck <laughs> of Cadbury cream eggs with false plates to snap? Oh, he snatched a trailer. So he got like a truck to get this trailer to hook up to uh, that contained the eggs. This was coming from an industrial unit uh, in Telford. The BBC reported that the vehicle was stopped on the M42 motorway, and this led police to say its officers were hunting someone, presumably purporting to be the Easter Bunny. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, so these cops, I guess, are like, we saved Easter. This guy is like a villain from a Care Bears movie. Yeah. He said it was spur of the moment. Uh, there had been no significant planning. How, oh. how the fuck... Does that happen? I have a question. <laughs> what did they do with the eggs? I, did they destroy them? Oh, uh, let me let me read further. So this was estimated to be like thirty one thousand pounds. So that's like a lot of money. Yeah, right. That is. Um, so he had previous convictions for uh, similar offenses. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say what they were going to do with them, but I feel like they're perfectly good eggs still. If, if they're right? still wrapped. But I don't know, maybe just to be safe, they're going to destroy them. Oh, didn't that happen with another thing like that? We were like, and they just destroyed them. I, I think know. that's a really funny thing to steal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Now, this is important that uh, you guys get this message immediately. This is Easter related as well and related to Cadbury. Your rescue pet could become the new Cadbury mascot. <gasps> but you have to enter by the 23rd. What about so that's Melon? Only a few day- that's what I'm saying. We got to enter Melon and then we can get our listeners to vote if there's a voting period. You got to, you know how they have the little animals come out with the Easter ears? Oh my God. Right? And it's like, thanks, Easter Bunny or whatever. Some kids say that. Don't you think Melon would be such a good mascot? You got to um, enter him okay. immediately when we finish recording. We're going to enter him. But would he go to set? I. Uh, So let me see. This is the fifth year in a row the company uh, who makes Cadbury cream eggs in addition to like the the Cadbury eggs, all Easter staples. Um, They're looking for a pet. This has to be specifically a rescue pet. The winner will um, get $5,000 to appear in ads. So yeah, they will appear in ads. Um, This is a worldwide search. So all of our listeners across the world... Enter your uh, rescue pet. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have rescue pets. Um, so yeah, they this is like a part, you know, their ad campaign, but they also want to um, highlight the importance of going to shelters and finding your furry best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good little cause. And I think it would be cute if um, some tramp like Melon 
one because that's a classic rescue pet. I mean, Melon is very, uh, he's very rough looking, but he's also very cute. Also, I feel like he would um, sit on set. He'd just flop. He wouldn't be scared. I don't know. Every Do you time think? I, every time I put him in his carrier to take him to the vet, remember that time I took him to the vet and he got so scared he had a herpes outbreak? Yeah. But that's a rescue pet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe we could give him some uh, sedative, like light, lightly sedate him. He needs him. to be sedated before he goes to set. And once he's there, he'll be okay. I think we should still enter him and okay. see what happens. We'll see how many votes he gets. Now... Speaking of chonky cats, mm. <laughs> this story just came out today. A chonky cat is Polish town's top rated tourist attraction. Ugh. So, yeah, obviously this is from the New York Post. <laughs> I don't know why that's obvious. A fat feline named um, has become, wait, they like completely fucked up. They said named, but then they didn't put his name. It's later in the article. Has become the top rated tourist attraction in the Polish town of Sheshin. Nice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he's he's kind of always hanging around the, at this location's historical landmarks. He is a black and white um, tuxedo cat. And here we have his name is Geshek, which means long-eared bat in Polish. I want to meet this cat. I've seen pictures of it. He's got five stars on Google Maps. So he, he's that. getting rated <laughs> on tourism apps. And this puts him... At the top of the sites that he you can see in this area, he has the highest rating of any. Um, I like the people who are like, not this site. It's a four star. Do you know where in Poland this is? Like what? I said the town. But what part? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, like, is it near someplace so I can like have an excuse to go there? Oh, like what are the other? It seems like a pretty small town. I really want to meet this cat. Um, so like the other big site is Pomeranian Duke's Castle, constructed in 1346. So that's the other sort of competition for this cat. Okay. So nothing I had heard of before. Or I don't know the castle. I don't know that castle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he even has his own Instagram page where fans upload pictures of the king of Kajbuka Street. For people's viewing pleasure. I'm going to follow this guy immediately. Yeah. Um, he first appeared there over 10 years ago. Uh, and he even appeared in a 2020 documentary that's been viewed on Facebook and YouTube over 4.5 million uh, times. Is it a documentary about the cat? I don't think so. I think it's about the town. Um, so yeah, tourists feed him plenty of snacks. That's why he got really tubby. Um, his original listing, which amassed over 2,600 views, has been taken down. However, new, what is this listing? I guess he had a listing on Yelp or something or whatever the Yelp <laughs> is in Europe. <laughs> um, he's really cute. Uh, there's one picture in particular I have to show you because it's so stupid. This one where he looks like he's talking into a microphone. I love it. I love him. It's like someone's interviewing him and he's like... He, he has that like wide stance that tubby cats will take right because he's like this is classic tub where you have the one leg out because you're like him. i need to let my belly out i love him <laughs> we all know that yep moving that leg out to get some more room mm. he's a classic uh cat he has a really great um back end complete little triangle with a big fat ass <laughs> we love to see it yeah i'm gonna follow this guy on instagram me too because that that i love the idea that people load pictures 
or you get people send in pictures of seeing him. Right. What a fun little uh, cat. I'm obsessed with local cats. Me too. Like I follow obviously the bodega cats and uh, bookstore cats. Yeah. I love a cat in the wild that's famous. Me too. Just for existing. Right. Um, so that's all my stories today. Uh, we'll be back with more stuff. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. Desi, I finished my full rewatch of Criminal Minds Mm. plus every single episode of season one, Criminal Minds Evolution, also known as the 16th season of Criminal Minds. I'm devastated. First of all, Evolution was excellent. I This is really sad, but I was telling Brendan, I was like, do you ever get sad after you finish 
binging a TV show because you miss the characters. Yeah. Like they're my friends. It's And it's also like it's your um, appointment yes. or something. It's like, now I'm in this world for the next... You look forward to it. I feel that way often when I binge shows. Yeah. Too quickly, like this is your few. You know, you've viewed this a few times already. But like, especially when you first watch something and you you go through it really fast, right? And then it's over, and you're like, why did I? Why did I do it too fast? <laughs> like, but it happens with every show. I get so immersed in this world, and it's like the only thing I'm watching for such a long time. Like when I finished Six Feet Under, I remember being like really sad. No, it's. I think it's especially hard when you are sort of only focused on that one show for a bit. Yeah. To finish it, um, I think it makes sense. I don't know. It's happened to me numerous times. It, and I, I feel very lost <laughs> for a bit well, about what I do with my TV time. Well, now least. everything else, I'm like, everything else. I don't want to, I don't care. I don't want to. I'll never be able to get into something like this again. <laughs> Which is absurd because I have a ton of TV shows that I've, that I am or have been obsessed with. I love television. We're yeah. so lucky to have so much great TV. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sad about that, but look, they're going to start filming season two in, or season 17 in a few months. Yeah. So more is coming. Just going to have to take a little break. You'll and, have to find another show. Well, I've been watching Damages. Oh, you started it? With, per your recommendation. Look, Glenn Close, <laughs> I just love her. We've, t- we talked about Glenn Close right. and how much we love her. She's just obviously so good in this show and so terrifying. It's like this role was made for her. No, it's such a uh, good show. I remember binging this show back in the day. The thing about damages, no one's really likable, honestly. Like, no one's that likable in this show, but it's very fun to watch and it's very soapy. It's really soapy. It's like a little bit trashy but also highbrow in some ways my favorite character though is the i can't remember the guy the bald guy um the lawyer i think he has like a polish name zella oh fuck i can't remember the actor's name not the southern lawyer yeah (laughs) you like is he polish uh not i don't his name is his name is like zellak like i don't know if he's polish super like southern yeah he's southern in the show i'm gonna get his name while we're talking um, I'm enjoying it. It's like, it's been fun to watch. Yeah. I'm on season one. Uh, Zelko Iv- Ivanek is his name. He's good. Ray I mean, Fisk he plays. Everyone's pretty good. Tate Donovan's in Tate it. Tate Donovan, Rose Byrne. <laughs> it's got, the first season I think definitely has the most big names in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a trashy fun show for sure. In a good way. Yeah. She must've won an Emmy for that role, right? I don't think she did, but the guy I like did win an Emmy for it. Cause oh. I remember following it that year. Cause I was like, I love him. He's so great. Like, yeah. I was like, he's amazing. And then he won and I was like, yay, everyone else appreciates him too. Right. <laughs> Cause it wasn't like a huge show. Like. No. It wasn't like, uh, you know. But it was part of the emerging golden age. Yes, especially on FX, because this was an FX show. Right. And they were trying to get into that HBO arena. Because they had Nip Tuck around the same time. Yeah. So they were try- They were getting into it, but they definitely got more highbrow. Now I want to rewatch Nip Tuck, to be honest. 
we should rewatch that together. We should rewatch it together. That is such a good show. Yeah, that would be really funny to rewatch. Um, I think I was going to, but then you were just too far ahead of me. I was like, I'll just do it some other time. (laughs) We'll rewatch it together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, what did I see? I finally watched Triangle of Sadness. Okay. Um, I watched Megan. Oh, you did? I did. I haven't been able to watch the new M. Night Shyamalan because it's still not available on streaming. Oh, I want to see that. Melon. And what else is not available on streaming? Uh, a lot of things. I don't know. Um, I <laughs> I got suckered in. You know when someone's like, these won't be here much longer. Right. You got to watch it. So I started watching. I started the Mission Impossible movies. All of them? Like from the beginning? Well, I had started them a few months ago. I watched like one and two, and then they didn't have any other ones on Paramount, but now they had them all, so I watched three and four. But three is really good because Philip Seymour Hoffman is the villain. Yeah. And there's an incredible scene where he kicks the shit out of um, Tom Cruise. Wow. And I was like, ooh. I was like, this is legitimately horny. (laughs) Like watching Tom Cruise get his ass kicked was funny to me. And then seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's like completely like... Not as you know, good shape as Tom Cruise, so it's yeah. just very funny to see that. And Tom Cruise's running is like diabolical. Yeah, when I see him run, I literally laugh because I've never seen someone run like that. And I know he's in his head going, "I have to run the faster!" <laughs> like, and he like really gets his arms going and his knees are up high. It is the most insane running I've ever seen. I mean, he put puts his whole pussy into that role because he does like all of his own stunts, doesn't he? I think so. And I feel like I did start reading something. There was something where Paramount was going to fire him because, Tom of, because of that. Why? I don't know. Because it was like a liability? I think so. But then of course, you know, you can't, you have to uh, do whatever Tom Cruise says. I feel like I've seen images of him like literally hanging off the side of a building in Dubai. Oh, like filming this movie. He did movies. do. He was hanging off. I just watched that one oh. last night. But he like, was hanging off because there was like these gloves that you can wear where you can climb a skyscraper. And of course, <laughs> I was like, "How do you know those even work?" I'd be fucking scared. And of course, they stop working. But like mid-climb. Tom Cruise, actually, like he didn't have a stunt double for that. That scene was stressful. And Jeremy Renner is in four. Yeah, which is, I don't know why he always makes me. <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm always impressed that he somehow managed to become a movie star. It's like incredible to me. It's like, I love wow. It. I love like, it. I love it. Um, so yeah, I started watching those. Um, what else am I watching? Oh God. You need I don't to watch, know. you need to watch season four of The Other Way. Oh yeah. You need to start. I it, got to. There's it, too many characters. It's only episode three was last night. I'm telling you, if you're a if you're a 90 Day Fiance fan, even if you're not, you need to watch this current season that started a few weeks ago. It seems like every character is a banger. Every like. <laughs> character is a banger. It hasn't been since their most recent iteration of or or season of uh, before the 90 Days that every single character has been like interesting. No, I keep seeing things and I'm like, is this still the other way? Yeah. So it's like hard to believe there's so many kooky characters. No, there's this new character that we met last night and I tweeted that she was a Jennifer Coolidge character. I couldn't believe my jaw was on the floor at this woman. Well, when I saw 
you say that, it's like a lot of people say that now. No. As a thing. But when I played the clip, I was like, oh, that literally is Jennifer Coolidge character. Like, it's the only time that's been remotely accurate. I No, I agree. A lot of people, a lot of people are, you know, might say things are Jennifer Coolidge that aren't, but this was. It was crazy. Like, I couldn't believe my what she, I was hearing. She literally is walking around an antique store and she goes, oh my God, look at that bag. It has a cat on it. The voice is Jennifer <laughs> Coolidge character voice. Like, that's, like, a lot of times I think it's just looks oriented. No. But, but this she, was like the voice. I was like, this is not, this is Jennifer Coolidge. Like It's a character, <laughs> but it's yeah. one of her characters. It's like absurd. It's crazy. I could not believe that clip. And that clip, actually, I was like, okay, I got to watch this. I already thought that. Her character is amazing. She's like, I'm 57 and I'm going to Morocco to meet my my fiance, Osama. He's 24. (laughs) Uh, There was like every single thing she said in that episode last night was quotable. I can't even believe people like that exist. It's like stunning. sometimes, because it's like, how do you go through life like that? And she's like a very free spirit, yeah. like woman in her 50s or 60s. And her son is like this really uptight cop oh. who is like, you know, mom, I don't trust it. Like he, of course. Also, like, yeah, so he's, he kind of, his son's kind of like, seems like a dick, but they couldn't be more like polar opposites. Look, p- kids will find a way to rebel. And that's how he's <laughs> they got to rebel in some way. He became way. a fucking cop, and she is like this total. Like she's she's like I'm a painter, yeah, uh, and I love collecting antiques. And she wears like you know really colorful caftans, and she's just she looked like when she was walking around that antique store that she was she's probably the person who breaks things. A hundred percent. Her caftan sweeps into some vase or something and knocks it over. She's like, whoops. Um, who knows? I mean, I'm sure, given that this is 90 Day Fiance, I'm sure in within three episodes, she's going to be a villain. Right now, right. though, I mean... Also, can you picture her in whatever country she's in, going to? She's, I don't know what it is. In Morocco. Morocco. Like, she's going to be such a standout... <laughs> <laughs> like she's like, do you know what I mean? You go to these places, you should kind of follow some of their cultural traditions or like whatever. Yeah. She's not, she doesn't know how to change. Oh my God. Speaking of which, in the 90 day fiance tradition, there's always a white woman who gets engaged or marries a Muslim man and they never did any research about Islam or cultural customs beforehand. And such is the case with this woman who, uh, Ali Siegel is like, oh, that's literally, she looks like me. It lo- she looks like Ali Siegel. It's crazy. Is that the woman with the blonde bob? With the blonde bob. Like every time we watch, we're like, oh my God, Ali, it's you. Because she looks like Ali. And Ali has that haircut now too. Yes. Yeah. It's really funny. But this woman is like so clueless. And she already did get married to this guy that she, she met him in a fabric store and they're married, <laughs> but she's having second thoughts, but she's just packed up all her shit and she's like moving there. I mean, how do you not research such a basic aspect of what the relationship might entail? That's like, do you know what I mean? Like that is like one of the eternal tropes of this show and this franchise is that these Americans do not do any research into other cultures, and then they balk that other cultures are not American culture. Yeah. 
It's I mean, crazy. it's such a, I, it's like wild to me. Cause it's like, you've seen the show too, probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause you applied to get on somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you um, see this happen every fucking show. Oh, it's so wild. There, you know, the characters are so good this season. Um, it's just really interesting and it's all new people. So I love that. Yeah. No, I'm going to watch it. I just need to, um, you need to start I'm, it. I, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I tend to watch a bunch of things at once. That's why I don't finish things as fast. Are you watching uh, Drag Race yet? Have you started no, this season? Because no, Because you're I still doing... I haven't even watched Drag Race in like over a month. Like I haven't watched that right. for a bit. Um, plus I don't have whatever it's on. Oh, What yeah. is it on? MTV? Yeah. I watch it on Hulu Live. Oh, Hulu Live. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll look into seeing if I can watch it. I just haven't, but I don't know. I don't really follow things where I'd get spoilers. Yeah. So, or I try to avoid it, but I also don't really care. I'll still watch something if I know who wins. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, that's all that I'm watching. I do feel like I watch Paramount Plus a lot, and I'm like, we should get a um, fucking sponsorship from them. This we is really, ridiculous. They need to reach. Well, we need to reach out to them or, because we have so many people watching Criminal Minds now and Melrose well. Place and Melrose Place. But the Criminal Minds too, like we've gotten them so many new subscribers. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just give us some cash. I would love to do a commercial for for Paramount Plus or some kind of collab with them if they would have us. Yeah. Even though we've given them so much free publicity and new subscribers. Absolutely. How do we make this happen? We got to figure it out. If anyone knows anyone at Paramount Plus, (laughs) tell them that we've gotten a lot of new subscribers. Especially at the social team. Even the social media could promote us at least. Hey. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of which, that's a good time to plug our other podcast called Bitch Slap, yeah. where we are recapping our favorite nighttime soaps. We're currently on Melrose Place, arguably one of the best television shows of all time. And we're in season two where things started getting we, super juice. We just got to season two. Yeah. So join us. Subscribe to that. Um, Subscribe to our Patreon Patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene if you want bonus content, ad-free episodes, and access to our Discord channel. Yeah. Which which is is really fun. Um, So should we talk about food? Yeah. What'd you eat? Well, first of all, I think I talked about these on previous episodes, so I'm going to update you. I did have some cream to use. (laughs) (laughs) I talked about that, I think some point. Yeah. I remember, or maybe it was just with you. Yeah. I did make this, um, this dessert I really love cause it only has three ingredients and I always have, I usually have them cream, sugar, and lemon juice or a fresh lemon. So it's called poussette or pousse. I don't know how Wait, to pronounce what? it. It's P-O-S-S-E-T. <laughs> is it French? Yeah. What is it? You cook the cream with the lemon and sugar and then you chill it. That's all you do, That's and it hardens. It? That's it? Yeah. How does it harden? Because I think you cook it. There's no eggs in it? But the lemon, I think, curdles it slightly, so it thickens. That's crazy. And there is some science behind the sugar, too, also doing something. So you cook it for a while and kind of get 
condense it a, a slight amount and then you put it in the fridge and it hardens. And sometimes it's like you'll have a really mm-hmm. thick layer and then the bottom will be this lemony creme fraiche type mm. consistency. Mm. So it's really good with fruit, like I'll like berries. Yeah. So I'll put like blueberries or raspberries or strawberries. I want to make that. It's so fucking good. And then there's also this way to serve it where you ha- you serve it with um like a buttery cookie, like a crunchy cookie that you kind of dip into the cream. It's really good. So I did make sure I used my cream. And then I finally made air fryer wings. Yeah. They came out so fucking good. I brushed them lightly with baking powder before I put them in the air fryer, no additional oil, and I cooked them until they were su- they were the crispiest wings and very moist inside. Moist. Uh like so they weren't over dried. They were perfect. And then I made buffalo sauce with just butter and Frank's extra red hot mixed together. Right. Dip them in that. But I'm gonna try different um I'm gonna try different sauces. I wanna do like a sriracha tape something. I'll look up a recipe. And I also want to do some dry rubs next time. Yeah. I was like, wings what was are that. I don't know. I was like, I think it was a Discord notification. Oh, probably. Sorry. <laughs> Just to excite the people who aren't on Discord with us. <laughs> That's the notification you could be getting. <laughs> um, they're really good, though. Yeah. I highly recommend making your wings this way. They were so fucking crispy. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I'm still. I'm still in my amazed by the air fryer phase. Yeah. It really works. Um, but yeah, I was like, this is why people eat thirty wings in a sitting. Right. This kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited to get some more wings in my tummy. <laughs> I'm gonna get them. I made chili. Yeah. I made chili this week and I made cornbread this week. Oh, right. And the cornbread was good. I zhuzhed it up with some sour cream in there mm. and some melted butter. Yum. Put a little honey in there. Yeah. It was just like jiffy, the jiffy mix, but I put sour cream and melted butter and honey in it. I feel like cornbread mixes are good because it's just the cornmeal and flour. You're always adding and, stuff to it. And like some baking soda. Yeah. That's it's it. It's basically what you use anyhow. And then yeah. you can add whatever you want. You can add your stuff. Next time I want to do like a jalapeno cheddar cornbread. Ugh, yum. I that love cornbread. Really Whenever I have cornbread, like good cornbread, I'm always like, I should eat this every day. This is so good. That's how I felt about my my honey butter cornbread I made. It's the so fucking good. And it it's almost like cake. Yeah. That's how good it is. But you can't eat it with I, I served it with a spicy chili too. Uh and it was so it's like a perfect compliment. Right. Um but it's so good. Like people were just eating it like whoa like animals. Yeah. They couldn't they kept like taking like a piece thinking they were gonna just take a small piece, but then they kept going back. You know yeah. when you take like ten small pieces. That's what I <laughs> that's what I was doing and I finally was like Brendan, you have to finish this. Yeah. You please. have to eat this. Um and of course I made it in my skillet. Yeah. So, you know, I felt like a cowboy. Totally. Felt like a real cowboy you that gotta night. You got to eat your chili in a can with yeah. the lid. <laughs> with the lid halfway off. <laughs> no, it was good. That was like a kind of spur of the moment dinner party. Chili is really good. I need to make some. I, I, when I made the cornbread last time, I made a chili where it's literally, um, you make the dried chili and make a paste. It's not even tomatoes. It's literally Ooh. chili. Like, so there's no tomato in there at all? No. You make this chili sauce. I need, I'm, it's so good. I'm looking for a new chili recipe. Because my chili, I just, 
I have, I mean, I, it's not a recipe. It's just my chili that I make. Right. And I do, sometimes I do different things or depending on what, which peppers I get, but I want to, I want to try someone else's chili. Oh yeah. I have good, I have good ones. You do? Of course. I I make it all the time. I want to try someone's award-winning chili recipe. My chili is really good and I feel like it could be award winning. Cause I remember I was like, I should join this chili cook off contest because I will definitely win. That's how confident I am wow. in my flavors. Is it your recipe? Well, yeah, because I mostly make it make it up. Right. That's how I do it. I've made a variety of people's recipes and then I have my own versions, which are different. Like I have a bunch of chilies. Like, right. Uh, and I've also made a Chili with um, taking the spicy Italian sausage out of the casing mm. and ground using that like ground beef or ground turkey, right. and that's a really good spicy chili base too. See, I always do turkey chili. I'm a big fan of turkey chili. Um, that's what I that's what I make when I make chili because um, I'm not a big beef eater. Yeah, I never use turkey, but mine was good. I just feel like yeah, it was, it was good. Okay. Um, You're not going to talk I just, shit about it on the pod. It's good for turkey. No, I'm just <laughs> but the flavors were good. Yeah. I like, I've made like pork, like a chili verde before. Yeah. And that's also very pepper based. I think it was interesting because I also grew up eating just probably turkey because my mom, like in the nineties, ground turkey was like very popular. Yeah. Right. Um, it was like the basic tomato based kidney bean ground meat type of chili with chili right. powder, right. right? Which is it's good. But then I started researching more authentic chilies and it's like I was shocked to find that first of all, a lot of them don't use any tomatoes. It's just a chili flavor and I it's intense. Try that. I it's really try good. That. But and I then also, also like no beans. Oh no, that's yeah, that's a given. That's like real chili, like Texas chili. Yeah. No beans. It's just meat. And that's like, I've made that before too, where it's like I had six dried chilies in a paste and this was not ground beef. It was a stew meat. So like cubes of that you cook forever to get that shreddy barraria kind of like beef. Well then how, how do you, like what's the liquid? Stock? Yeah. Stock. Yeah. It's stock. Um, sometimes you even just put water, like a little water too. Like when it starts getting too thick, you can like, you know. Well, how much paste are you putting in there? I've put it in the blender and it's like a lot. Right. It's really spicy, but in a good way. It's not like. It's a, like the dried chilies and then you blend them. It's so flavorful. It's crazy. Like, yeah, you can. Uh, I've done a few different versions, but it's always like put the, soak the chilies, the dried chilies, put them in the blender. And then you create this paste with liquid, like usually stock. Um, well, it's not I'm a sure paste, some, it's like a liquid. Well, it's thick. It's yeah. really thick. It's not liquidy. <laughs> like you're scraping it out of the blender and then you add the stock, I guess, usually. Right. Um, I, I add just enough liquid to get it blended, basically. Okay. Um, and it probably has like onions and garlic. I can't remember the recipe, but I have a bunch I can tell you. I want, yeah, I want to try that next time where it's just straight up chili. It's so, it's so like, um, what's it called? It has a lot of depth to it. <laughs> Do you know that, what I'm saying? Yeah, you like, need that. You want a lot of depth of flavor. Um, so yeah, I want to, I want to make something now. You inspired me because I love chili. I like, I make- like a thing where you make a huge pot of something and eat it for a few days. Yeah, that's what I was going to do, but I had people over. Well, yeah. So we all just ate it and then it was done. My other thing I'm really excited about food wise is um, 
my favorite Indian restaurant that closed because of a lease thing opened again. (gasps) It's so good. That's great Uh, So I can't uh, wait to go because LA has like, there's not like good Indian everywhere. There's like, there's spaces, there's places all over the place, but if I don't, I didn't live near one that delivers to me. So I'm really excited because this place delivers as well. Not like New York maybe. Oh my God. There's just tons of Indian in New York, especially right. one, that one street that I used to live the next street over. What's so this I, place called? It's called Akbar Cuisine of India. And it's, oh. there used to be one in Marina del Rey. And then there's one in Pasadena, which is kind of close to me. And oh my God, it's so good. It's just the best food. So I'm yeah. really excited. And I keep thinking of going there. I want something spicy. I think we just need something spicy. Wings, chili, Indian food. I want to, anyway, I I was going to say I want to make some Indian food too. Mm. That also takes a long time to Mm -hmm. do it right, which I like getting all the spices and like doing that whole deal. Yeah. You got to bloom the spices. Yeah. And getting like fresh cardamom pods. Those Mm. are always fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Jerry Springer? <laughs> final thoughts. Your final thoughts? I don't know, but I still still would love to see a collection of all the final thoughts in like one compilation video. Someone, I wonder, <laughs> I bet someone, someone has had to have made that on YouTube. But part of the, the charm is having the most deranged show ever. And then, and then his little final thought is, it's like, no, you can't do this after the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> after what we just witnessed. No. Uh, but anyway, yeah. we got to do an episode on Jerry Springer. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 